Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Thank you for being here for worship, our virtual worship service for the Heritage Church of Christ. If you worship at our church, if you worship at another congregation, or if you worship nowhere, we are delighted that you're here. We are here to worship God, praise his holy name through his son, Jesus Christ. Sit back and get settled on the couch. Get your favorite something to drink and just sit back and relax as we join into our worship service. All the words of our songs will be on the screen. Please sing along with the songs. Also, we have men that will be leading prayer. Pray with them. And of course, as we read God's word, keep your Bibles open and follow along and make sure that you are communing not only with brothers and sisters in Christ, but also with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we're glad that you're here. We look forward to our worship together. Let's join in another song as we sing together. Holy Lord, holy Lord, you
to God. Richard Ellis, Brian Jasso, the May family, Gordon McDaniel, Gordon Mayfield, Maud Parks, Sandra Pearson, Ashley Smettel, Robert Thurman, Dan and Susan Wilson, and Lord, those that have no one to pray for them, we pray for them at this time. Let's remember those that have no homes, those that struggle to know where the next meal will be coming. We pray for those, Lord. And Lord, there are those that are shut in all the time, even though in this time of our history, many of us are shut in, but there are several, Lord, in our congregation that are in nursing homes or rehabilitation centers or their, their loved ones' homes, their own homes, just can't get out and be with us. Francis Binkley, Jack Hensley, Dinah Holt, Fran House, Gwendolyn Lampley, Mary Margaret, Margaret Marley, Odie Pewitt, Earl and Joan Priest, Pat Reeves, Beverly Speak, 
Christine Slaughter, and Josephine Wright. Lord, you are with us on the front line, always. And here in this time of our lives, there are front lines that are more prevalent today than ever before. The doctors, the nurses, the assistants, the first responders. Now we think of lab technicians, scientists. We pray that you will give them guidance in finding a cure for this dreaded disease that we're battling now, this war we're in. Lord, we pray today for our local and state and national leaders. We pray that our nation is united as though it's never been united before because we all are in this together. Lord, we pray that you keep us aware of your presence. It's easy to forget that you're there with us all the time, but your presence is there and we're aware of that at this moment and we want it to stay that way. Lord, keep your protective arms around us, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. See you later. Good morning, Heritage. Today I will be reading Genesis chapter 7, verses 1 through 5, English Standard Version. Then the Lord said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and all your household, for I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of all clean animals, the male and his mate, and a pair of the animals that are not clean, the male and his mate, and seven pairs of the birds of the heavens also, male and female, to keep their offspring alive on the face of all the earth. For in seven days I will send rain on the earth forty days and forty nights, and every living thing that I have made I will blot out from the face of the ground. And Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. I will call upon the Lord who is
for he was about to pass through that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. And he hurried and came down and received him gladly. When they saw it, they all began to grumble, saying, He is gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to his, this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. That's the whole point of why Jesus came and why he died on the cross, is to seek and save those sinners who were lost. He came for everyone. Like I said, it doesn't matter who you are. He loves everybody equally, and he came for all of us. Will you bow with me as we remember the bread? Father, we thank you so much for sending your only Son to this earth, for loving us, the way that he did and the way that you do to send him to die on the cross alone to, to experience the pain of the nails going through his hands and feet the spear that pierced his side and the crown of thorns upon his head it was an excruciating painful death one that most people here on earth would not want to experience certainly not for anybody else let alone somebody that they, they don't know but Jesus did it anyway because he loves us, because he wants us to be home with you in him in heaven for all eternity. As we partake of this bread now, Father, we ask that we do so in a manner that's worthy to you and pleasing in your sight. It's in his name that we offer this prayer. Amen. Will you bow with me now as we pray for the offer of the cup? Father, again we come before you, giving all glory and praise to your most holy name. We thank you, Father, for this cup which represents your son's blood, which was poured out on the cross. The blood that washes away our sins and makes them as white as snow and gives us a fresh beginning. This time of year, Father, with it being spring and the trees are blooming, the flowers are blooming, the bees are buzzing through the air, it's a reminder that new life is starting again. And Father, we have new life through your son's sacrifice and his death upon the cross. And that new life is with you in heaven. As we partake of this cup, Father, may we remember that not just today, but each and every day of our life. And that we go out and we share that word that your son brought to us in the gospels with everyone that we come in contact with so that everybody on this earth we'll be able to have a home with you in heaven when our time on this earth is over. We pray, Father, that as we partake of it, we do so in a manner that is pleasing to you. It's in the name of your Son that we offer this prayer. Amen. At this time, our elders have set aside an opportunity for us to give back just a small portion of that which we have been blessed with. Will you bow with me as we offer a prayer for this giving? Father, at this time, we come before you thankful for all the blessings that you bestowed upon us. We're thankful for our homes, for our clothes, for our food. We're thankful, Father, for our vehicles, which get us back and forth to work, to worship, hopefully again one day here at the building soon and to go play, to travel on vacation, 
to be able to take vacations. Father, you have blessed us more than we deserve. And we pray that as we give back just a small portion, that we do so not begrudgingly, but cheerfully. And that those who oversee these funds, Father, will use them in a way to further your work, not only here in Franklin, but throughout the world, so that the whole world will come to know the good news of your son, Jesus the Christ, and that they will be able to obey the gospel and have a home with you in heaven. We ask that you will continue to bless us and watch over us. And it's in your son's name that we offer this prayer. Amen. If you will, please take your Bibles. Turn with me to Genesis 6, beginning with verse 5. Today we're going to be studying a man that went through exactly what you and I are going through now in our homes, away from our jobs, away from everybody, quarantined. I'm calling this lesson Noah's 40-day stay away. In the Bible, Noah and the ark are just a perfect story that describes what we are going through. And why was God destroying the earth? If you will, follow along there in Genesis 6, beginning with verse 5. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race that I've created, and with them the creatures that move along the ground, for I regret that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. It's interesting in the book of Romans, Paul will quote the same verse here, but he will write the, a different word. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Today, folks, we are quarantined. We are, I'm glad, quarantined in homes that are not floating zoos like Noah and his family. Imagine all that they went through. 40 days and 40 nights, it rained and rained more and rained more. Folks, Noah knew exactly what you and I are going through right now. Only a much more extreme example of quarantine. We believe that Noah and his family stayed in the ark for 370 days. You and I are in day 35 as of today for the quarantine here in Middle Tennessee. The Bible says it took Noah and his family 40 days and 40 nights of constant rain to flood the earth. Noah's stayed, being stayed away from something that began when he first started building the ark. Imagine his neighbors 120 years before it even flooded. Imagine the neighbors saying, Noah, what are you building over there? What is that monstrosity? Noah, you're ruining the neighborhood. People have no idea what you're building. The Bible says it took 120 years, and probably, if I know people, people stayed away from Noah and his family. They did not want to be near him or around him. They quarantined him then at that time. There's another Noah that's pictured here in this particular screen. His name is Noah Webster, and Noah Webster, in 1825, wrote one of the first English dictionaries in this country. 
He defined quarantine in that 1825 volume, and he said, quarantine, Latin for 40 days. Think about it. Quarter, which means four, and then teen, 10. Four times 10 is 40, 40 days. And then he wrote this definition. A term of 40 days during which an arriving ship suspected of being infected with a contagious disease, its passengers not allowed to disembark for the 40-day term. 40 days and 40 nights. I know you and I are sitting here saying 40 days and 40 nights of, of rain. Didn't Noah spend much more than 40 days and 40 nights? Folks, he went through a 40-day and 40-night event, but the consequences of that event were incredible. He and his family had to stay on the ark. After 40 days and 40 nights, it stopped raining. In fact, the Bible says even though the rain stopped, the water increased, and Noah went higher until eventually, on day 150, Noah and his family had reached the highest level, 20 feet above the tallest mountain. The Bible says that on day 150 that also the waters began to recede. On day 224, Noah looked out the window of the ark and he could actually see the mountains again for the first time. And then on day 264, Noah realized that the water was dissipating. So he decided to open the window and let a raven fly about to see if he could find any evidence of life. But the raven came back. There was no evidence of light, of life, pardon me. On day 271, God decided, pardon me, Noah decided that he would send out the first dove. That dove returned. In fact, the Bible says that Noah had to reach out through the window to bring the dove back into the ark. Perhaps she was so exhausted that she could not crawl in by herself. On day 278, Noah sent out a second dove. He had planned to send out four doves, but the second dove at the end of the day came back with, the Bible says, a fresh olive branch in its beak. And so this dove had found evidence of life. That was the first bit of good news. And even today, a dove and an olive branch, both are signs of peace. Day 314, the land was completely dried from the flood. It had all dissipated. Noah and his family did not leave the ark. In fact, they decided to just stay aboard. They were not going to try to break out by themselves. They were waiting for God to call them. Finally, on day 370, some 50, uh, 56 days after the, after the land was dry, finally God called Noah and his family out of the ark. Noah said to God, we will come out of the ark now. Did you know that word called out is a New Testament word? It's actually the New Testament word ekklesia. That word is translated in our language as the church. The church is exactly what Noah was, 
called out. You and I have been called out of the sinful world to serve the true and living God. Say that word, ecclesia. You can hear the word ek, which means out of, and klesia means called, called out. Today, I said just a few moments ago, I remember quite well when, when our quarantine began. I was a Cracker Barrel trying to go in to eat, and the individuals running Cracker Barrel that day said, no one may eat. The governor has closed all of us. And ever since, we have not gone out to eat again. Why has quarantine happened? And the reason is, is because there is another flood that's coming. There's a flood that's coming that's much worse than the flood, even of the flood of Noah. It's a flood that God is going to judge the entire world. It'll be a flood not of water. It will be a flood of fire. God has allowed evil to be on this earth. You and I are sinners. All of us sin and falls far short of the glory of God. So what can be done about the sinfulness of this world? What can be done for you and me? Folks, let me assure you that COVID-19 will will have many more people recover than will die from it. Folks, grace is in the quarantine. We have been set aside as God's people to be his people. God thinks about you, but he also thinks about those that depend on you. For Noah and his family, the future of the earth, even animal life, was depending on on Noah and his family to do the right thing. I love what Alistair Redmond read just a few moments ago from Genesis 7. And in verse 1, God said, Noah, come into the ark. In other words, God was already in the ark and he was saying, Noah, come on in. I'm in here. God didn't stand outside and say, here, you go in there and I may remember you and I may not. God was saying, come in. I'm already in here and waiting for you. In Matthew 24, in Matthew 24, Jesus talked about that great flood of fire that's coming. He said, but about the day of the day of judgment, which the world will be destroyed with fervent heat, of the day and the hour, no one knows not even the angels in heaven, Jesus said, nor even the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the day of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day that Noah entered the ark. Folks, we need to be careful the way that we're walking right now. We need to live lives of righteousness in Hebrews 11 and verse 7, the Hebrew writer writes, By faith Noah, when warned about things yet uh, not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. But his faith was, condemned, was condemning the world and, became, and he became an heir of righteousness that's in keeping with faith. When you ask the question, how did God save Noah? Somebody says, oh, that's easy. Noah built an ark. He did it all himself. 
He built Noah's Ark. He saved himself. He saved all the animals. Noah was a great man, a great hero. He was all that. But let me tell you, Noah did not build Noah's Ark. Noah built God's Ark. You and I have been called to build up the church of Jesus Christ. That's why we're here on this earth today. We are here to build up the church of Jesus Christ. Noah built an ark, but not just any ark. He built God's ark. So the question is today, what are you building? And who does it belong to? Folks, your life and my life belongs to God. We are building for him according to his plan. You and I have the privilege of being in the body of Christ. You know, Noah's Ark was built out of gopher wood. It turns out the New Testament church was also built by Jesus. Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church. Did you know that Jesus' church is built of wood? It's the wood that's the cross of Jesus Christ. Both the Ark and the church were built according to God's plan, according to God's instruction. You know what? The Lord's church has been built for you and me, and we follow the plans that are given in God's word, the Bible. It could be that today that you have a need, you have a desire to build your house according to God's plans, according to God's commands. Right now at the bottom of this of the screen. You can see our website here at the Heritage Church of Christ. That's heritagecoc.org. If you will sign in there and give us information, we will be in touch with you. If you need anything, especially prayer, if you want to study the Word of God, please take time and contact us. heritagecoc.org. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you.
Southern Heritage family, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. During these challenging times, one might wonder what is there to rejoice in. But it is in these times that we have every reason to remember that Jesus continues to remain our Savior, our Comforter, and most importantly, our Balm in Gilead. Please bow with me as we go to our Father in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we first and foremost, Lord, thank you for life. For when we have life, Father, we have opportunity and hope. God, we know that you are still on the throne, Lord. Many throughout the world are experiencing troublesome and uncertain times. The one thing that we have to lean on, Father, is your word and the promises in your word. Lord, we're so thankful, Lord, on how you continue to bless us despite the circumstances. Thank you, Lord, for taking care of us through these difficult times. Continue, Lord, to keep us close to you, Father. Continue, Lord, to help us encourage others to get to know you, Lord, and to also grow closer to you. Father, we pray for the leaders, not only in our country, Lord, but throughout the world. Help them turn to you, Father, and rely on you, Lord, for guidance and direction. We pray, Father, for those within our congregation that are on our sick and shut-in list, Lord. We pray for those individuals, Lord, who might be struggling with this virus physically, financially, and even mentally, Lord. God, you are the answer to everything, and we thank you, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity to come to you in prayer. These things, Lord, we ask for in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. Let's be the Thank you.